You're tuned in to the biggest balls of them all. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast. We got sports and comedy for that ass. You about to go downtown, bitch, on the only podcast that sports platinum and brunette chicks. That's right. Playing with Balls podcast, you dig? Welcome to the Playing With Balls podcast. I am your host, Shannon Lee. Is it you are Shannon Lee. I am yes, Shannon yes, Lee. Yes, that's correct. And you are? Martin Montana. Hi, Martin Montana. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Um, oh, my gosh. I. You know what I've always thought about your name? You're going to be famous with that name. Thank you. Have you thought that, too? I've, I've hoped, yeah. Is your real last name Montana? It's my real last name. Wow. And, and my dad is a Martin Montana, too, but he has no middle name, so I'm not a junior, technically. Oh, well, that, yeah. I think that's almost better because the name is so good that if you were Martin Montana Jr. The watered down oh, second version. I mean, no. what are you, a boxer or something? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes by Marty, though. So that's how oh, we're okay, he's okay. Marty. He's a salesman. Shocking. Oh. Named Marty Montana. That's oh. pretty. Oh, my God. What does he sell? Like air conditions? No, he I'm just does. Uh, he could sell anything. He, he was doing telecommunications, which I still don't really understand what that <laughs> means. Um, is that just code for like the mafia? Back in the day, it was like fiber optic cables. What are you? Like cables that run underground. Are you uh, Italian? I'm half Colombian. Okay. Mom. And his entire family is Estonian. Neither of oh. my parents were born in the U.S. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was going to try to relate it to some organized crime But the group. name is Italian. Uh, so that's the, what I was going to yeah, say. The name isn't a blood name to make it more confusing. When his mom remarried, she remarried the Montana guy and took that name. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So this is this was by marriage. Okay. By marriage. So he, telecommunications, and before that it was fiber optics. Yeah. Okay. I, I come from a sales background, and I, I've never, like, what? He would. I still don't get it, honestly. Like, like I know day. what the terms mean, that, but I don't. That's under- why I just say them, and I hope everyone's like, "Oh, cool, yeah." Was he like a wacky cable guy or something? <laughs> no, yeah, he's, a ca- he's a Time Warner yeah. cable install guy. <laughs> no, he he literally would sell to like companies like where they have to, I guess, do like this is before he's retired. Now they would have to do, you know, like these giant jobs and wire cables for projects. I never really understood it, but he would go travel, right. make sales, and he would say, just like we were saying before. He's like, yeah, this isn't that hard. You just got to go talk to people. And he would always make his sales and like, you know, have a good life. You know, that's that's good. It's not bad. No, that's not bad. I mean, that's what most people are trying to do, right? Yeah. Like most people are trying to just have a good job and live a good life. He's not like a work 100 hours a week guy. That's okay. He was like, can I do it in 30 and... I appreciate that. And just enjoy the rest of my time. Selling telecommunications. Yes, yeah. Well, he obviously <laughs> did very well in whatever that is. So No college degree for wow. either my parents. So he did his thing. and I mean, they split up when I was in high school, but supported the family. He that's did, great. He did great. I mean, except yeah. for the splitting up part. But, yes, you know. that's still <laughs> yeah. open wounds. I just, I just want to make sure you knew I wasn't <laughs> saying that part was great. <laughs> they weren't going to work. Let's dig into that one yeah. now. Um, so you're from, okay, because when we first met... Uh, you had moved here from New York, yes. doing comedy, mm-hmm. New York, uh, switching to LA, which isn't uncommon to go back and forth. Yeah. Um, but you're from, I know you're from, not from New York because you're oddly a Redskins fan. Yeah. Virginia first. Okay. Then Connecticut. Okay. Um, after college lived in Boston. Okay. Started stand up in Boston. So you, you, you would say you're from Virginia. I guess, but I always like, you know, when people you have to fill out a thing or something, like, where are you from? Yeah. I'm like, I left when I was 11 years old. So well, what do, You what, know those telecommunication dads? They're just like, it's just like you're a military brat, you know? They're you have to move everywhere. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, Virginia. I'll go with okay. Virginia. Okay, okay. Well, where, where do you identify with the most? 
the Northeast, yeah. Connecticut, Boston, New York. Just like the whole thing. I just take a, a chunk <laughs> of it and I'm lazy, just like my dad. I yeah. go, I'm from around here. Okay, I see. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, that's why I think it was funny because uh, so Martin, you were in one, of, you were uh, one of the. Uh, comedians in the fantasy football league i remember i had yes. that party um <laughs> and you were like what a league it was oh it was so it was so dynamic riveting. wasn't it riveting. oh my god riveting. I, you know it's it's good we're talking about it because it's july now i just thought about this this morning because i was like oh shit if we're gonna do that again that's like next month yeah um it's creeping up are you gonna sh- do it again should we i don't know i might retire permanently oh my god what's well, what do you, what were the problems with it just in case i with, just want to be in a league and that's why i did it but okay well my i had two problems okay so one is please please say it bluntly i had <laughs> been doing fantasy football with my like old school boston friends yeah for like four or five hundred dollar buy-ins yeah so it was like it was a lot of That's shit. That's the one you of, care about. It's the one you care about. There's a lot of shit talking, but it was fun, but it was serious. And it was like weekly payouts just for high score, like stuff like that. So yeah. you're, like, you're always involved. Yeah. And there's a lot of back and forth. Right. Well, some years went on and I was like, now I'm out here. They're all still doing it, but I'm like the one guy that's not there. Right. And then they were like, you got to fly here for the draft. I'm like, yeah, okay, what? guys. That's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm a grown up. I'm not yeah. flying. <laughs> So I just, I phased out of that. Okay. So you're not even in it anymore. I'm out. Okay. And I had vowed to be done with fantasy football. And then another friend of mine was like, oh, let's just do a league, like 20 bucks, 50 bucks, something. And I did that one year. (laughs) You came after that. I did that one year and it was like, no one paid attention anymore. I didn't even know five of the other people. We never even met. We didn't even get together one time to watch a game. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm really done. Yeah. And then you hit me up. Yep. And I was literally like, ah, oh, here I go again. Obviously, you can see how strong my will is. I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, comics, maybe that'll be fun. And I was like, let's do it. Okay. And we had mm-hmm. what was our league. What was our league? Which was just really a non-existent thing. Yeah. Where we started with a draft. Yeah. And Jonesy wanted everyone to yell at each other. <laughs> that was, he produced shit talk is what I like to say. <laughs> he had segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like everyone like saw through it and they everyone felt like embarrassed about it. So that yeah. he, he would, you know, at one point I think the funniest like shit talking is when I told him to stop it. Yeah, and then he yeah. said, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to anyways. Okay, so the problem you're saying was the co-commissioner yes. was a little... Jonesy, he can take the heat. He's a grown man. Yeah, he was, yeah. I think a lot of people were... It, it diminished the coolness of the league. I hate to say that because he's a cool guy, but it d- it diminished the league a little, you know. I'm just as guilty for not organizing something, but you gotta know everybody by face. Like you right. can't have like you know JST six seven on the thing, <laughs> and I'm like I don't know who this guy is, so I'd love to maybe attack him. But I don't even know him yet. Right, right. It's sort of weird, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, that's why we kept trying to have parties. I know. Um, and it's hard. You know, LA is LA is LA. Right. So everyone's far away or this or that. Right. I get it. Right. So does that cover your two main problems? Um, <laughs> I think. All of I that? think. I think. Yeah, kind of like if early on, we had all gotten together. Yeah. I think it would have made it like. Ah, uh, okay. Now it's like it's gonna be fun, and we'll all let it roll and right. have a little more into it. Cause the, I mean, I came to the end party. Right. Well, that was cool, but it was like the end, and it was like I mean, people for the first time. Well, that <laughs> was that was like the middle. I feel like the end party never happened because oh, right. Andy that was more got because Andy got um, 
pneumonia and remember he was supposed to have a party or selfish, something yeah, yeah <laughs> very selfish yeah. um so you know what i think i think so you're sort of it's, you're sort of like the opposite of me where like i was in a league for almost 15 years same and, one same one wow. and then that league ended and last year was my first year in i now i was always in like side leagues and stuff right. but that was my main league and so last year as we were getting on like up to football season i was like uh, i started to get like a little bit of anxiety like <laughs> what am i gonna do because i need to be, like this is like who were those people in that league they were all my old co-workers from my uh corp the my corporate job ah and, and they, why did you say no more because well because i left the company so it'd be too weird to well like and also a lot of us didn't like each other anyway like there was some like really egotistical guys that um and i used to be their boss and they were in the league Ooh. and this was just my my time right because i was the only i was mostly the only female in the league for most of those years it was just my time to like take a fucking swing and cut them off at the knees you know what i mean yeah. any and any place any place i could especially when i would like I won a couple times over the years and I was just like, this is my time, you know, Go on top. I, cause I, I fucking hate. So all how them. would these dudes handle, would they use that as an opportunity to like take shots at you? Like, cause they're working under you and they've got like this chip, you know, this only like insecurity. When they, only when they were, only when they were on top, like when they were winning, if that's what you're saying. That's what I mean. Would they, use, oh, yeah. would they use the league? To be like, I'll show her. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I, I did the same thing. <laughs> okay. And, and I was the boss. So like right. that, I'm pro that's probably even worse, you know? That's pretty good, though. Yeah. But it's so, but it was like, but it gave, but you know how like what Fanny, what one of the elements, I mean, obviously the football part, which we haven't even talked about, but the part about fantasy football leagues that can make it so great is the fucking, um, like the underbelly of how you feel about each other and the competitiveness. <laughs> and if you're all like nice or, and that, and like you're, it, I think it, it feeds the point where you're like, I don't know JTS 500. I can't talk shit to him. Yeah. It makes it less fun. So can you imagine this kind of takes it up a couple notches of like, there's a lot of there's history is issues here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it, but it was fun. And also we, it was for a lot of money, but like winning on Sundays, like when your team would win against in a league like the one I just described, made it so awesome. Like it's a big deal. Big deal, yeah. yeah. And then you get to go to work on Monday, you get to see everybody. And playoffs, and then when you know like your last two, so you're already guaranteed X amount. Like right. that's legit. You're like, right. oh, worst case, right? I got this second payout, right? Good. Oh, I one time I wrote an email and I screenshotted it and kept resending it. That's fantastic. Where I wrote, "May the best." woman and i wrote man but then i put woman and i put w-o in parentheses in front of man win because it was me or a guy that was gonna win but either way i beat everyone that's awesome and then at the end i wrote either way you all just got beat by a girl so in my old boston league this we still give him shit today this one of our guys he was like he was doing awful you know awful like oh and five or something yeah to start to start the thing then he starts making this comeback record wise you okay know? okay he writes like a three paragraph email like you all counted me out <laughs> and da 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 and you know and this awful speech like this oh this horrendous like self-congratulatory oh geez um, and i did it and blah blah 
misses the playoffs. Oh, my <laughs> the God. Best thing ever. Oh, my God. See, that's what makes it leagues so, so great. And you know that guy stayed up all night. Yeah. We call it like the speech. We're like, dude, that's the speech. speech. The speech. And see, that gets like layered into the history of your league. Yeah. Because people never forget. Yeah. You know, like those. The, and then the, the league keeps going. So so the point is, is that when that ended, I was like, what am I going to do now? You know, I don't care about anything right. anymore. Let's just like, I have nothing to, I have, I have nothing that's going to compare to that. So I have to either create it or just try to get into somebody else's and just, you know, but that's a hard, that's hard too. That's my brother has been trying. My little brother has been trying to get me into his for like a couple years, which I appreciate because I do talk shit to a lot of his friends anyway. Cause you know them all. Most of them. Okay. But so that would be easier because I already like there's already a thing there, you know, but I would be the first female joining their league and they're all in like Jersey, New Jersey. It's different. It's different when you can't. I know. Even do one game, but we're all here. We didn't do it, but whatever. See, you know. I, that's what. OK, so fast forward to the, that's when Jonesy and I came up with this idea. Here was my biggest mistake with it. I don't think it was a bad idea, but my biggest mistake was partnering with Jonesy only because he he sounded all cool about it, but then he just took over and started doing all these wacky things. And then I like was like, I don't want my name on that decision. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And yeah. so well, I heard you guys talking about it and I completely agree. Cause like I would have actually, I don't like PPR stuff. It's, I don't really I like I, traditional clean. I don't like, I've never simple. I had never even been in a PPR. Me league. neither. And so I'm like, and I don't even know how to gauge. Point, so it's stupid. It's weird. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know how to gauge everybody's value i don't monitor their catches it's like no. do you, how many yards into th did you score see players that would not have won you that game won you that game because of the ppr thing which and sometimes you're kind of like all right but then in another case it's like if you're gonna do a ppr fucking commit and do a a, 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 a standard ppr which is like one point right and he did a half a he point did a half so, there's so it's like not even like a, re you know, and a half point PPR. It's like, what the fuck? There's not even a benchmark to figure out. Like, no. so what are people worth? Then? It, no, that's what I'm saying. It's stupid, but yeah. it still made this. It still yeah. changed it. And then the other thing was the playoff thing that he did with the points where he like. I wasn't in, so I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Your I, team was horrible. I had a horrific team. Oh, yeah. But see, OK, then when you started to to be like one of the worst players in the team um, on, in the league rather because we were going to do that roast thing I'm like I don't want to roast Martin <laughs> I'm like I feel like that's not like I, I want to roast like Jonesy yeah. you know and that other guy Ben yeah. with the hot tub you know Does they both would deserve roasts 100% I, yeah and then um, uh, did I t did I talk on that podcast too about the other thing that Jonesy did I'm the co-commissioner okay we started the league together <laughs> and then in the beginning of the season he's so he just starts without like electronically which is how you do it but like electronically offering me different trade scenarios he loved pitching trades he pitched me like five trades and then he talked shit to me <laughs> when i didn't accept his trade and i was like via text and i was like are you doing this just to produce a shit talk because you want a shit talk right or do you actually think that's a good idea for me? Because I, I don't, you know, I feel like he's trying he to give me was, like third string wide he receivers was manipulating you and the system at the same time. And that's when that, at that point I was like, there's something wrong with him. Yes. Because, but anyways, but it, <laughs> it made it funny in the end to like reflect on all of this. I do think I talked to some people and I'm like, would you do this again? If I, j if like we, we did it differently, AKA I just ran it and 
Jonesy what had no decisions or maybe wasn't in it, you know. <laughs> Jonesy gets two players on his and team. And we knew all the people in it. Um, <laughs> um, Jonesy gets three kickers. Yeah, he gets team. three kickers. I don't even know if he could. I mean, it, it's it would be fine to have him in it with just no decision making. Yeah. Uh, like he's not in he's not involved. That's fair. It's penalty. You got to pay it back. And then the and the following year he could treat him like a normal person. And then if he bitched about not being a, a commissioner, I could just be like, well, no. you're, it's falling on deaf ears now because so, you're not a commissioner. So get to the real answer. Will you do it again this year? Y- the it, league. Yes. Is yes. Our, wait. I don't know. Oh. Are you going to? I don't know. I'm talking it out with you right now. Oh, I haven't decided. Okay. I haven't okay. decided. Well, I'm, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is if I made it better, if it was better and we knew everybody, would that be worth everyone's time? Do you think? Yeah. I mean, the people that are into it, I think I might, I might have to permanently retire. I've tried to retire like two, three years in a row. <laughs> I think I just got to well, be I done mean, with it. I just watch football like a normal person. Is, you're really, you're really not that good at fantasy. At least in our league, you weren't. But you know what? Maybe you weren't Look, paying attention. Look, if you want me to go back through <laughs> who got injured, yeah, your whole team. Yeah, so it's yeah. over. Yeah. If, here's what I figured out with fantasy: if you're one through like four draft picks, rounds one through four, if you lose like two or three of them because they're supposed to be your big money guys, yeah. you're toast. Yeah. And in a twelve-person league, you can't go find. Maybe in a ten-person, you can find. Yeah. More value to scoop out of that. Yeah. But in a 12, even the better quarterbacks are on people's benches because they just hoard them to like yeah. not let you grab them. Yeah. So I, like you're you're kind of cooked. I like it. I like a 12 to 14 person format. I don't like as having uh, as many bench spots. Yeah. That's I a like lot of bench. that's the one thing I, I like to be as standard to the rules as possible. I don't like to start getting tricky. Like what's his name? Jonesy. Yeah. But <laughs> starts giving people 25 points if you. If you're, if you didn't know this, but if you were in the playoffs and you had a better record, you got points before the game even started. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I know, and it's manipulative. Yeah. So you're saying that I, because that's not how football works. Fantasy football should work like football, where you, yeah, okay. I'm not trying to be like a Philly fan analogy uh, here. Well, yeah. listen. But I am. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark Wahlberg. But okay. But listen. You know what? At the end of the day. If if you're if you're looking at the rules that Jonesy put in place for the playoffs of the fantasy league, it's like the New England Patriots just getting seven points before they even started the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a good analogy. That's a good because analogy. Because the Eagles are and Jonesy's a Pats fan, so that's probably what he wants. Yes. See, oh, I never even thought about that. Think Fucking about that. Patriots fans you thinking that you should get some entitled. Because he was seeing himself. He was only thinking of himself. He's being very selfish. That's right. And, and he, he didn't even make the playoffs. I know I said about the injury thing with my team. Yeah. I'll go out and say it. I'm not good at fantasy football. <laughs> I don't have to. It's all right. You know? Yeah. Because if I think back to my track record, usually usually I would make the playoffs and then get get ousted in the first round. Yeah. Oh, really? That's kind of my thing. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't have titles. It's fine. It's all good. I'm like the Bills, maybe. Like, I get in every few. And that's my win is making the playoffs. The Bills won. Not the 90s Bills. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going recent Bills. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. So but I'll you're not. That. But you're not like Cleveland Browns bad. No way. No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No way. I just, you know, I think that there was some stuff. There was some dynamics in our league going away from the football and back into the just like the league dynamics for like a year or two that could build a good foundation for that competitiveness if we keep it going and that was another thing I wanted to say because there's some stuff that's layered in there like I would I don't know if I would want Ben Haig to be in it but I certainly 
would love to continue to talk about all of that weird stuff that happened between he and Andy Lazarus where they just had an ego like they had a pissing an email pissing contest for a day and we were all just like looking at that it was amazing it was amazing right there's a lot of emails back and forth by the way that was some of Andy's Lazarus's best jokes I'm like dude you've been saying the same bits on stage but but pit you against a guy that just said that you were poor when you're not and you're coming up with some good shit here you know maybe it's time to pull out that notebook right get get some fresh ideas right he did, he did very well over email. I thought so, too. I did he, too. He's coming up with some really good stuff about jacuzzis and cesspools and all this yeah. stuff. Uh, ben, and like, will your mom be there? And like, yeah. Some, some good stuff, yeah. And then remember when I actually had a party... Uh, because no one went to Ben's except for Jonesy. Uh, Joan, uh, but when I actually, and then Ben tried to start, st- tried to start talking shit to me, like about if my mom would be there. Yeah, and it didn't and work. it's just it was like, weak. you know, but that's what made him so good for the league you know because there always has to be like that guy in it you know yeah true but i don't really want him i mean i don't care like he could be in it i'll talk to some other people and see if they want to do it but if, if the consensus wants to do it i'll we'll do talk it. to andy yeah Make andy it, won it's his call it is his call if ben's in it's his call that's true that's 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 how i see it well probably also andy won the league so so he might go a direction and go yeah i want to tee off with this guy again or he might go no way yeah i don't want that I think we're kicking out. We're definitely kicking out those other people that we didn't know. Kyle Plouffe, nice guy, but he's not. Yeah, I know Kyle. I do. Not I do well. too, but not really. Yeah, not enough to be mean to him. Yeah, you know, yeah. he'd feel bad. He'd be like, yeah. "Oh, sorry." I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> my mistake. You're terrible. You're never gonna be nothing. I'm so sorry. Oh I God. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know. Whoops. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about your home life. I'm yeah, so sorry. I, yeah. You seem like such a nice fella, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so people like that can't be in the league. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, this has given me to a lot. To be continued. To, yeah. A lot to think about here. So thanks for for talking that out. For rehashing all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So stay tuned on that uh, for for this year. And I tried to make it a part of the podcast, too. But really, I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So people care. Some people cared. You Some know? people care. Yeah. I mean, people that do fantasy get it. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. This is these are all the all the dynamics in there. Oh, by the way, 30 minutes in, I wanted you to know that that Gatorade behind you is for you. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I, I forgot to tell you that earlier. Oh, <laughs> um, now that it's melted oh. and it's really warm. Now it's room temperature. Well, that's... I got myself one and I figured, you know. That's, I'm going to drink it. Thank yeah, you. so I, I made a decision for you. I got you I a, appreciate a blue. I like the blue. Okay, it's light blue, just so everyone knows. It's not dark blue because I'm not a psychopath. Because, you know, dark blue has a bad aftertaste. I don't drink a lot of Gatorade anymore. I think I did as a kid. Um. I've started drinking it more lately. It's good though. But now that I know that it's bad for me for some reason, yeah. Yeah. it's weird. But I, um, I decided like when I was deciding which color to get you, I just got you my favorite, and I got myself orange because I was sick. So yeah. I feel like orange just is has makes sense. vitamin C. In yeah. Theory, although that it, it probably, probably doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. And then I started thinking to myself. Um, like these actually have names though. It's not called orange. No, they give right. They give them like yeah, uh, I don't like, even you know what yours is called. Like freeze ice. Gatorade or, frost. Oh frost. But then I started thinking, what's what psychopath knows the names of these Gatorade? Like, what if I were to text you and be like, That's "Hey, can I get you a Gatorade?" And you're like, "Get me Mountain Breeze." And I wrote, "No, actually, no." There's a real name. I would. Under I it. would just cancel our podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, while you're there, get me Glacier Freezer. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Like I just was like, see, at least they kept it. They kept it simple with this. This is just called orange. 
Oh, that's weak. They didn't even no, but that guy's out of a job. But anybody that drinks Gatorade or likes Gatorade, they only you only refer to him by their colors. That guy came up with that name. Now he's over at Powerade. Yeah, he right, got right. Immediately shipped out. He's cut. <laughs> yeah, he's at. Well, he's added too much sugar to Powerade. So Powerade's so so. Now, if you drink Powerade, that's even worse. I don't know what's worse. If you know the names of Gatorade. Or if you drink Powerade over Gatorade. Knowing the names of Gatorade, it would be the worst. Yeah, that's probably the worst. It's really like specific. So I had to make fun of my brother because um, who who's, uh, lives in Jersey. And every time I go to his house and I'll go through his fridge. Right. There's like a big a big thing of Powerade in there, blue, the dark blue. The dark blue. Sometimes it's red, but it's Powerade. Like they have Gatorade there. How He's, old's your brother? He's 28. 28. And he's okay. ma- but he, and he's making a decision proactively right. to drink Powerade. I mean he ha- he has money, like it's not like that's an issue. He's got options. He has options. So I always make fun of him. I'm like, "Why do you do this?" And he's like, "I just like it better." And then the couple the times <laughs> I've been hung over and I'm just I like I like your impression of your brother. <laughs> <laughs> My brother always sounds like He's nine with his head down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's always how I see him, too, yeah. you know? It never changes, Why right? isn't this chocolate milk like it used to be? <laughs> Where did I go wrong as your older sister? But, um, no, I when I've been hungover and I go into the fridge and I drink it because that's my only option, it, you, you get into it and you start drinking. Because, you know, when you're hungover, you can't taste anything at first. Yeah, water, even water, water won't really do. Even water. And then you start tasting it, like, when it's already down the pike. Mm-hmm. And power. I'm just like, no, this is so shitty. This doesn't even cure a hangover. It just adds more like to your headache because all the sugar. sugar. Yeah, it's not gonna help. So I don't. I don't know. That's my thing. Thank you for the Gatorade, though. That's wonderful. You're welcome. Yeah, I really like that. I Um, (laughs) (laughs) haven't had one in a while. Um, At least you told me 30 minutes in, not an hour in. I know, yeah. I know. Well, I saw it behind you. Well, actually, I wanted mine, so that's how I remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I've also figured it's a sports podcast, so we should have Gatorade breaks. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. If anyone working at Gatorade is listening, I mean, sponsorships are available. Right, so. because Gatorade is the official drink of the NFL. Give Shannon a holler here. Come Please on. Please do. Yeah. And, and Powerade, if, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I will still talk to you Real if you question, would like to. Real question, if Powerade, <laughs> if like John Smith from Powerade emails you and is like... John Smith. And like, yeah, and is like, hey... Uh, big fan of your podcast. I know you were disparaging my my product, my company. <laughs> we are interested in sponsoring. Would you? Would uh, you sell out? That's what I want to know. I absolutely would. Me yeah, too. fuck yeah. Yeah, money's I mean, green. Let's come go. Come on, yeah. Powerade bumper sticker. And I'm flattered <laughs> that you think that that many people listen to this podcast. Too, Why not? But, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But in all honesty, um, yes, I would. I would because I, you know, I I don't have that much loyalty to to sports drinks. Nope. Now no one's sponsoring me that I just said that. I it's just fun. I just fucked myself yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, I don't this whole selling out thing, I never understood that. Like when they go up people get on athletes for doing a commercial this or that. It's like, bro, if someone came to you, first of all, whatever company you're doing is is selling or doing some kind of service anyways. Everything's getting sold somehow. Right, right. right. So it's like, wh- who are you the defining of whatever? It's like they want to do a thing for chocolate milk or the, I don't care. I could care less. Yeah. Get your money. Do and it. Chocolate Great. milk needs some sponsors because I feel like it's just not it's just not selling. It's not. it's not selling off the shelves like it used to. Will Clay Thompson put them <laughs> over the edge? That's like, the question. Like Tyler, my brother, he you know, he could be drinking that over Powerade, but you know, there's no Peyton Manning out there selling chocolate That's milk. That's right. But I was just gonna say, Peyton Manning, for example, okay, yeah, I agree with you. Like he's on Papa John's commercials or whatever. Oh, we so know many. he's not eating that. No. Papa John's tastes like shit. We I mean 
like it's great like when you can't afford anything else but that you know we all know what it is exactly he knows what it is but there's a psychological thing that happens when you think about papa john's and peyton manning standing right next to it exactly that's that's what it is and the ones in like they're who are like actively playing you know when they film those they're like spit bucketing the food they're not even like swallowing what they're taking like let alone like eating it at home or whatever yeah. <laughs> it's like not even close i know well and that's the whole thing like i i feel like people they just people that get on athletes and call them sellouts or whatever it's it annoys like okay it, it's it's no different to me than why people randomly hate tom brady or lebron james you know that it's like why why do you hate these people it's just like and also why are you mad about their sponsorships because why are you calling them sellouts it's because people have nothing better to do that's what it is it is and right and they want to feel like uh i get to to judge you like you made a mistake haha see i would so, have made that mistake people love to do that oh, like cool. what i would have done are you in the nba right what's your would contract you, a year? yeah right <laughs> like what the fuck you know and the thing is like so people like lebron james okay this whole like thing like where's he gonna go like blah 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 and i'm talking to people and as that comes up it's like oh like just random people oh i hate lebron james i hate Le- like i've had a, this conversation a couple times why no no good reason right because I'm like, I can't stand it when people do that. Because I'm like, why Why do you hate him? Because he's arguably one of the best NBA basketball players to ever be in the NBA and ha- is like at a point in his career where he's matching fucking Jordan records in the playoffs. 100%. You're mad because he left one time and went to Miami and he can go anywhere he wants and he can do whatever he wants because he's the fucking best. Like, what the fuck? Whatever person, I mean, how many straight finals? Like, it's like all, like, yeah, people are going to go, oh, this, that, yeah, but he lost, you know, the last four out of six or whatever. It's like, yeah, but he got his team. It's all so stupid. Yeah, I know. He's one of the best players. Yes. Is he out killing people? Nope. Is he is he at home beating the shit out of like kittens? No, the guy is just a guy who's what he's a superhuman when it comes to sports. Superhuman, and he's a just he, his personality is his personality, right. and it's whatever. Like it's not he's not like he's not like here for you to like make you like him, right? But so why do you hate him? Like who cares? He's just you know he's still got a regular personality like everybody else. People want yeah, people want to like pick a sign or they want to have some kind of perceived control. But really, let's be real. Sports is entertainment. Yeah, it's wrestling. Yeah, it's none of it means. And I'm a huge sports fan. None of it means anything i know i hate anything. i hate so, that because i think so about that sometimes i when come I'm into depressed. the line like trust me if i'm in a game i'm talking the whole time i'm hollering i'm yeah, i like i like it i like it yeah but i'm not delusional like let's go fight in the parking lot because yeah. xyz beat xyz like none of that means anything you know so i, I love it to that edge right but then i do kind of look around i'm like that guy doesn't see that like there's a this is like this isn't real yeah this is just a show see that's the guy though that's like also sent nobody texts me by the way see how my phone's blowing up no but i swear to god nobody texts me until i'm i'm like busy it's it's the (laughs) it it happens it's like a universal thing it's like i attract like people who need immediate answers only when i am busy i'll schedule one thing just one thing 
and then immediately right everybody else wants to do something at that same time what and is i'm like that? I've been, there's been nothing going on for two months now yeah. everybody wants this one one little two hour slot or something that, that's like, so oh. annoying yeah, I, same time. thing I, it's the universe it's the universe it's yeah. thought that's the universe so yes i like lebron james did you think philly was going to get him no uh, did you think you had a shot for a minute yes i did i did yeah. i thought what i thought was if um the i thought if they got if if the sixers beat the celtics okay i thought there was a greater chance yeah um and also i just thought of me i mean i I don't know if the chance was greater or not if based on if different things happened in the playoffs but i kind of just thought so at the time maybe at first i really wanted him i really wanted philly to get him but the more I thought about it, the less I agreed with that. And, right. and then I decided that I didn't want him at all. Well, I'm, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm just happy he's out of the East. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool. Yeah. And I'm happy he's in L.A. because I want to go see him play. Um, I'll definitely yeah, go see him play. Yeah. No, now we get to see, see him. See him in person. Yeah. So uh, I have a funny, st- well, an annoying story about that. When I f- How I found out he went to the Lakers. Oh, gosh. I was at this. But what I, anyways, real quick. I, I I think it would the one thing I'll say about Philly getting LeBron was I thought it would be cool because we've got this sort of like no name young team mm-hmm. who like once again an underdog team that wasn't projected to make it to the playoffs and like they did so well they beat the shit out of the Miami Heat like you know they they held their own it was awesome and so I thought you know at first like if LeBron goes like that can only they're only going to be better also we haven't had a big name like LeBron in however long no you know since Iverson and yeah and and so that that wouldn't be bad for sponsorship dollars and you know uh, to get whatever but then I started, I watched this team play and I'm like, you know, Ben Simmons is so fucking good and yeah. they've just got a, they got a really good dynamic. And if, if LeBron comes, it kind of shatters the dynamic of like why they even did all the stuff that they did. So I don't really think that he contributes actually like I thought he was going to. He, I mean, fit is uh, the real question over there. I think. That's what I mean. Yeah. Fit, fit. Right. Because it's like Simmons when he develops his outside shot. Yeah, which he has to. Yeah. He has to. Otherwise he's a huge rondo. Oh uh, yeah. Um but that that would then that makes the dynamic it, it's a game changer. Completely different. Yeah. Keep him beat healthy. Uh-huh. Give one if I don't know, I mean Reddick's getting a little bit older, but he'll keep going. Reddick get, get that one more piece. You yeah. guys need that like that one more piece. Yeah. Of of offense. I mean like Sarich, like serviceable, but like you need that one other. But it's not LeBron. Something. It's not LeBron. I don't think it's LeBron. No, either. it's not because LeBron. He dominates the ball sometimes. Yeah, because we've got we've got Simmons, we've got Fultz, and then we've got. So what's up with Fultz? Is I don't gonna... know. I don't know how that's gonna pan out. That's, that's a wild one. I know. I've never seen that. Well, you know that wasn't what they. Well, you are. I'm sure you know that, but that that way things panned out was not how what the Sixers intended. I know. Yeah. So so the, actually, it was weird to me. But I, I'm not. I'm not totally against the way that they played him in the playoffs. You know, where But now the question is like he's gonna have this whole summer, yeah, get his mind right, come back. Like I I'm rooting for this guy because it's just like so like the mental thing, he's like, you don't want that. No, I know. You don't want anybody to get hurt. Right. And you don't right. want like somebody's like confidence like going from like hundred to zero. Like no, I don't I don't abs- like that at all. Absolutely not. I'm no. like, oh man. But but you but at the same time But he's gotta get it back or it's not gonna work. He's I, gonna be toast. He's I, gonna be out. I agree. And and it was weird to watch him play in the playoffs 
Uh, we're talking about Falter. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird to watch him play in the play only because we're talking about this team that has this like chemistry together, and like, like I kind of was like. I mean, I, I'm rooting for him, but is he, like, right now? Right. Like, I don't want him to detract from that because he hasn't been a part of this. True. And and so we're in the playoffs now, so, like, just wait till next year. I am. You know? I yeah. don't know. Like, I just felt like it was, like, you didn't really, be, you know, uh, get to be a part of that playing. He's not in the flow of games. No. I don't know what, they, what it's like in practice. Maybe in practice Maybe. he had, like, developed to whatever and they yeah. were like okay you know i don't know but it is a weird time well yeah so anyways lebron comes that that's you know there's no fit there no fit. yeah but and we know we're like nba gms what's me that and you yeah. we know about nba fit oh yeah oh yeah for sure we know i know i know right I'm, yeah i'm easily certified uh, i'm mean, just doing this other comedy thing but if they called me and we're like all right, we need, you know, your expertise. Like, I would be right in there. That's why we have Gatorade instead of Powerade. That's because right. we're, we fucking know what we're talking about here, you know? And I, uh, but no, as a Philly fan, I like, I was real happy with what they did. You got to be proud of the Celtics, what they did. Super proud. Yeah. It was amazing. And yeah. then you're like, man, what if, what if, what if? But that's never, I mean, who cares? So it's like, let's move on to next year. was not expecting them to go that no. far at all. Thought Philly would beat them. I thought so too. I did. I really yeah. did. And I would. Be, I was going to be fine with that because I was like, it's fine. Yeah. Kyrie's out. Yeah. Hayward's out. No big deal. Yeah. Let's shut it down. I, I was. Yeah. I was fine with the fact that the Celtics beat them because I kind of didn't have any expectations going. In. Like I mean, of course I was disappointed, but I. I was like. I wasn't like upset about it. Which I actually is weird. think it's better for you guys that you lost. You think so? Yes, because a, like a young team. Instead of going that next series and winning and being like, whoa, what a great year. Yeah. You get the playoffs, but you get that like, oh, you kind of underperformed to be no. even more hungry coming back so that there's no chance of like, oh, man, we're the shit. You're right. It does something to the psyche, probably. Yeah. And it's going to help with like Ben Simmons to even see himself go that far as a terrible outside shooter, you know, because yes. he really is. He is right I mean, now. I mean, just even other teams' strategies for fouling him and stuff, you know, like, just because of... The was he a better shooter in college? I don't even remember. I mean, it was one year at LSU, but... Uh, I thought he was, like, a pretty good shooter. I thought so, too. I don't know. But you know what? He choked under pressure. Yeah. Because in the playoffs, when it really came... Now, he had some amazing games where you were you, you couldn't even tell that that was an issue. It was really weird. It was co what's called inconsistent, which yes. showed you <laughs> <laughs> big word. Wow. I know. Well, NBA jams. Remember? Holy cow. I love um, NBA jams. Yeah. So a very inconsistent. That was the that's the, the term because. But what it showed was he has the playing capability, but yeah. he's in his head. And that's what it is. It's more of a mental blockage. I think it's not a it's not a capability thing because there were games where you couldn't even tell that was a problem. There were games where. He he was like literally like he 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 was missing um he he it was embarrassing he missed uh, two, uh a couple slam dunks by himself yeah, on breakaways that. yeah that that's bad. embarrassing that's bad. that's bad that's that's you in your own head you know yeah. what I mean so I think and and that was when they were further along into the playoffs too so I think that it's it, that's just what it is if LeBron comes to the team and that's what's going on in your head. Oh my God, his 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 he'll head is fucked. He'll intimidate you so much. You know what? In a weird <laughs> way, like, oh, I don't. I, we don't need to continue our analysis here or psychoanalysis <laughs> of Ben Simmons. But the last thing I would say is, if LeBron went to the Sixers, Ben Simmons 
just might that could end his career he just that might be it for him he, that could make that could be a, a single one thing that makes or breaks Ben Simmons. So, so by him not going, it saved his it career. It saved Ben you, Simmons' you heard career it here first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be back more for later. <laughs> we'll be back later for more. I said back, we'll be back more for later. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't disagree. I don't yeah. disagree. I I was sad when basketball ended because I feel like it gets to that point in the year where like I mean I love baseball. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. the Phillies just slid into first this week actually are you a Mets fan wait I, I can't tell Red which Sox. so here's my split okay okay it just doesn't make sense because you, you just went from Redskins, Redskins to Celtics and I'm like okay you're Redskins, one of those people Capitals okay from childhood years not just because of this past no that okay. was cool though yeah yeah that was cool and then um Red Sox Celtics okay from when I moved up there I like I was like I'm rooting for yeah for these teams because I was living there and I mean the sports vibe up there is like yeah. No other. Yeah. So my Redskins have always been for. So I was like, there's no way I'm changing that. But I, I flopped around with <laughs> You're baseball. You're stuck with that one. <laughs> and basketball, really, as a kid, I was like, it was the Jordan years. Yeah. So I'd like Bulls stuff. I'm like, I'm not a Bulls fan. No. You know, just a, everybody's, you're obsessed with Jordan. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to watch him. So. Well, the thing is, is that like, see, now I think that's like, for me, that's like a LeBron where I like, I enjoy watching him, but I'm not like a fan of any of the teams he's on, exactly. you know? But I, uh, it's so weird because. People like you, like, I've never understood that. And I'm not saying it's, like, I'm not putting you in a category of, like, <laughs> people like a, you. a diminished sports fan or anything. You people. Go ahead. You people. Yes. I've never understood you people. But I, just growing up, like, in Philly, another, like, passionate sports city, I, like, never had a choice. Right. So I, I have liked, I do like other teams. Like, they're not not first. You know, I'm all Philly, as, 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 if, as if you weren't aware. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> uh, for, I can see by the banner in your place yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my coordinated yeah, uh, right. Philly's outfit with a Philly sh- t-shirt on. But what I was going to say was... Um, even that's Phillies over there. And that's very 76ers, wouldn't you say? That's I have a chair. Seven, yeah. I have a chair with like a bicentennial sort of a pillow. It's very Ben with Franklin. With blue. And then, yeah, it reminds you of Ben Franklin, right? And I then there's sitting there. And then kind of the American flag. It's very 1776. Hold on. I have to um, open the door for Callie. Okay, so Callie has been disciplined. Disciplined. Uh, firm, I was firm discipline. It was. Um, I just let her do whatever she wanted, and then yeah. she stopped and parking. They, and they gave her water. <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody thinks it's hysterical when I um, when I uh, discipline her because I don't like like because when I because okay I know how to really get her even though you wouldn't think that like really make her feel like she's in trouble but then i feel so bad feel because because then her whole like demeanor changes and then she she starts trying to kiss me and then she's like <laughs> and, but no but then she's just like i'm really sorry yeah and i don't want to make her feel bad like to say th- that word to her about her behavior makes her feel bad she's sensitive she's very sensitive okay that makes sense <laughs> my <laughs> does it really though does it really it makes tons of sense yeah sure. you know what she does too when she gets in a uh she gets in really bad moods sometimes for for re- she just threw up on my floor that's, that's awesome that's cool. if you walk into my kitchen for any reason to use the restroom or anything please do not slip and fall in that area where she just <laughs> uh, threw up fyi um she, she'll sh- oh shit i have to open the door for her again, again? yeah so 
so she the other day just got was barking incessantly in my bathroom so i go in there and she's got this this really angry look on her face and she's just going at it like barking at me like like telling me off as if she, as if she could talk she would she was telling me off and i was like what did i do and she's just like this that the other thing blah 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 <laughs> and then um and then i made her get out of the bathroom and i shut the door and i like set her up out here and 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 the air condition and then she was fine but something happened in there and it, it and it was all my fault and it happens at least once a day i'm not really? kidding i'll find her somewhere she's barking incessantly and i'll find her somewhere with a very mad look on her face she's and she's like got a lot like to tell me crazy like mother-in-law that walks around and once a day gets pissed at you for something you didn't do yeah, you're on my mother. I'm not even on my microphone because I had open. Look, see, she just gave me a look. She did. Did you she see goes, that look? Yeah, the look was like, took you long enough. Right? Disrespect. That me. look. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to take her side on this because <laughs> she's out there for like a minute and a half. Bulldogs, Bulldogs, um, they, they, got, they got a little sass. They got, they have sass and they also, the boys are not like this though. Oh, really? It's it's because I have a female bulldog. They're a whole nother yeah, I feel like boy, boy bulldogs are a lot more. They have similar qualities where they're stubborn, they're single-minded, they are bullies, and they kind of uh, they're very selective in like how they want to pay attention to your right. these they commands. Pick they pick and choose. <laughs> That's hilarious. But then she's exactly like that. But then you add this layer on this element of female, like bullshit, right? And complexity, Oof. and. Yeah, I'm already exhausted. You're like, oof. (laughs) (laughs) I know, and and just what? What do you? What just what? It drives me insane. Yeah, and she throws her weight around like nothing I've ever seen. She's just and the the craziest thing about her is she pretended to be submissive. We moved to L.A. four years ago, over four and a half years ago. I'm telling everybody, oh, she gets she's submissive. She was really good with other females. If another female challenges her, she'll get on her back. Not true. A- absolutely not true. Well, we picked our chocolate lab because we thought she was like middle temperament, like right. not super scaredy cat, but not, not the like, one that's like jumping out at you. Right. That, that, so we're not, like, oh, that's gonna be too much. Right. We want low key. Right. We, we wanted low key. At first, she was a scaredy cat. Really, like first training class, just peas on the ground. Yeah. And we're like, oh wow, we like this. We she's don't want it to really, be too much. She's really now, a wimp. She's trained. She's nine months. She's trained, but on walks, sees another person, another dog, goes bananas, jumping, wants to jump on your face. Oh my god! And I'm like holding her down. Now I'm like, okay, just going crazy to like lick you. And I'm like, what happened to the like the medium, a little bit, <laughs> ca- a little cautious? Yeah, it's gone. Well, you know why? It's because you can't predict. You, you like when when they're puppies, they'll get you. Right. Because I even like my with my parents, uh, my sister got this dog and and it ended up becoming my parents' dog, Gus. He's a part Chihuahua, part pug. Um, the first day they were deciding if they were going to adopt him, they brought him to my parents' house. My sister's holding him. Oh, he's this gentle little, <laughs> you know, doesn't hurt a fly, doesn't move barely. Like, he's so sweet. Right. And then they adopt him, and he's a fucking terrorist. Ter- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They get you. They, they really do. get you. Well, they also get older. So I guess it's like being like, what were you like when you were seven versus now? It's right. like, well, that's, I mean. Right. Yeah, right? It's like, oh, I was super shy. I didn't want to. 
What do you like now? That's oh, true. Oh, I'm not like that at all. That's absolutely, you know what? And that's true. And with her, that's probably what happened. But we also moved to a new city. So she almost, it's almost like, uh, like we moved from like a small town to like a big city. And then she just had to like. She got big city attitude. She got a big city attitude. She did. She yeah. got And she's never gone back. She hasn't. No. She got part of her ear bitten off. If oh you look at the brown one. Because she doesn't stand down to other dogs. Another dog did that? Another dog bit part wow. of her ear off. Because they look at her a lot to other dogs and they think that she looks fierce. She really can't do... I mean, sorry, Callie, but you really can't fight. I mean... No, I don't she see... She only has four see, teeth that matter. I don't see her You fight. know? <laughs> she's, uh, you know, limited dental plan. Yeah. She's not... <laughs> <laughs> small copay, really. Yeah. It's not much. Yeah, but she's a sweet baby. She's such a sweetheart. Yeah, I love her. Is. You know, I, at the end of all this... That's that's my that's conclusion. The, that's the lesson. Yeah, I love her. So, <laughs> you know, you know, it's interesting not to get all like uh, deep with, you know, why I got her. But I, I never really looked at it at first. But I, I always wanted a English or a bulldog. And then I thought at first it was going to be a French bulldog. But then I was like, nah, that's not like really committing. If you're going to get a bulldog, get a bulldog. Get a, yeah. So I was like obsessed with the idea of getting an English bulldog. Uh, she she is seven. Um, Seven. Yeah. Wow. So, wait, she'll wait. Shit. No, wait, she'll be. Yeah, she's seven. Um, and I got her when she's eight weeks. And then I've been doing uh, I've been writing uh, some some different bits just like lately, like doing some different like just exploring some different comedy about like when I was younger and stuff like that. And I realized because I went through this like really ugly stage of my life when I was a kid, like where I looked like a boy. Like, okay. I, I mean, like, like, like even like my dad called me like a young Tom Cruise because I had a unibrow and stuff. <laughs> and the boys at school called that was, me. That was confidence building. I know. I know. Right. Um, He's like, hey, the right stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's really helped with my self-esteem yeah. issues over the years. Thanks, you know. Yeah. Thanks. Um, dads don't understand when, when you actually when you develop and then guys do think you're pretty. You're like, oh, OK, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to blame my dad for any phases I went through. Yeah. But anyways, the boys at school called me bulldog because I was so ugly. And and then I kind of blocked it out because it was a very hurtful thing for me because right. I was and I hated like how I looked. And then I got pretty like when I was in college. I still don't know how to say that on stage because then people in the, media, the, the minute you're like, oh, well, then you got pretty. They're so like shut the fuck up. I know. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But I don't say it. I don't say it that way. Yeah. But uh, and then I got fabulous. Yeah. And then and then I got better than you, 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 you. Yeah. <laughs> and now, you know, just look at me. I mean, you know, but no, you know but, what? let's write it right now. You say then I changed. And then I changed. They'll, they'll, they'll get what you mean. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Yeah, I did it on stage on Monday. I said, what did I say? How long have you been doing stand-up now? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because I started doing, I don't know if you know this, but I started doing stand-up before I knew I was doing stand-up. Like, I didn't know that. When I was working at corporate, I was getting hired for do, to do corporate gigs. So if you count it from then, like to just do stand-up. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you count it from then... Uh, maybe eight years. That's maybe, a long time. Maybe eight years. Yeah. But, uh, but straight, straight stand up. Like clubs or whatever out here. Yeah, four and a half. That's a long time. I mean, that's that's going. Yeah. Yeah, goes by. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, you know, it's a fucking. What do you think of it out here? 
have you been have you gone to travel like to different bit. clubs a yeah, little bit a little bit i've yeah. seen you do stuff in philly yeah i've, I've been i've built i've built a nice presence for myself there How's, i think in part because of the it? podcast you loved it? i love doing it's cool right yeah and also but also you and i have talked about this before um i believe they just pay you better on the East Coast, you know. So oh yeah. So like well, no, the whole yeah, bubble of Southern California. No, I mean you, you and yeah. I've talked. You know, you would go. You were. I remember vividly. You you were like telling me these things, and I'm like, really? Like where you go up to Boston, they pay for your like travel and expenses or whatever. Like we see out here. I feel like I feel like it's harder to make the transition from East Coast to West Coast versus West Coast to East Coast because they don't fucking pay you out here. See, I'm just used to it because I. I have lived I'm from the East Coast but I started doing I've lived on the West Coast for 12 years yeah. going on 13 actually it is 13 it was 13 4th of July so wow. yeah so I've been out here for 13 years so I've just I just lived in different parts of California and I and I lived did stand up in the Bay Area prior to moving gotcha, down here gotcha. but I, I so I'm just super used to it yeah but yeah so doing stand up in Philly it's like like I have this casino gig going when I go back there and it's not like a you know the most well-known casino in the world it's in Bethlehem Parks Casino it's a good gig yeah you know they're I get, out I, there they, they pay me really well they give me time yes you know I mean they give me like 30 25 30 minutes so and I'm not even the headliner I was prepared for it coming out here because yeah, like everyone knew. had already told me yeah so I wasn't surprised and I mean, if you don't know but I will say just right everything's in perspective like I totally get it like it's like until your, you know, your name on the sign fills the room, you have zero power. Like I totally get that. I yeah. totally get that. However, on the way up, mm-hmm. the difference would be like coming, like living in New York or Boston, where you can drive to all these cities, and at a minimum, they'll throw your room and a little bit of cash, yeah, to open or even feature. Forget headlining. That it only, you know, it's just a little better pay when you're headlining. Yeah. But even as like a opener or a middle. To be able to be like, oh, cool! I get to stay in a hotel, and right. I get to like learn from the guy ahead of me, and right. and we'll be all weekend talking comedy, and like that's what I missed the most because it was like every weekend I was going doing something, right? Even if it wasn't great money, to be like, yeah, you got to drive a couple hours, and I got a place to stay and a free meal ticket, and like it's cool. Now, see, let me ask you this though, and I, and I don't know what your perspective is, doing that versus doing say stand up in L.A. Um, which one do you think builds your career to that place, though? Dri- driving around the East Coast and doing that, or being in LA and and being in the like being immersed in entertain in the entertainment industry? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so that's kind of always the way I look at that's, it. That's it's hard because who really knows? I, I mean, from my perspective, I would say that <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I would say that the the road, all that road work, will make you a better comedian. Sure different audiences different perspectives demographics people that hate you bombing like you know not like la bombing where it's like whatever whatever and it's like you're not you know it's it's different like la it's, bombing like isn't even la bombing is whatever because like most of the crowd is in some kind of entertainment it's just different it's different right but la i think would give you better better chance to like get in the start getting in the real hubs but look at the volume of people that are all trying to do that same thing. So I don't really know the answer because I guess I'm not, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I don't go, I'm not going to hang out at clubs seven nights a week to try to network my way in there. I just want to keep getting better at what I do. Yeah. Keep working on other big projects that I'm doing. Yeah. And then hopefully all the dots connect, but I can't, I don't know because it's like, 
of all these people that are, how many people a year move to LA to do comedy and acting? How many people right now are all pursuing the same club spots, the same yeah. hot indie spots? Yeah. Everyone's going after and there's only so much that gets through the bottom of the funnel. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm in LA, but yeah, so what? So another million people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I get it. Does yeah. it really like help or does it like feel like I'm in LA? I have no fucking idea. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. I know. I mean, it, it's like, I would love to say it that that's exciting this road and this sure. journey but it's it's not like sometimes like i think it, it go from you know it it's a mind fuck for me it goes up it and is. down like i i think that you're doing the right things uh, be, when you're working on several different things and several different projects like for example my podcast uh, sometimes I don't even like I haven't actually done my podcast in two months um, because I've been taking a break to really focus on like what are the things that I need to be focused on because sometimes you can get spread and then you're like is this really building my career 100% and I totally think the podcast helps build my career in the ways that it you know I love talking about sports it has a Philadelphia based on uh, base to it but it's that's not all that it's about it's arguably helped me get better spots in Philly yeah. um and also I write jokes on here just yeah, through sure. just through talking and I and I, I genuinely like you know ha like interacting with people and like this is so fun for me like I'd rather do this all day long as my profession that I'm getting paid for than like right and then go do right. a st stand up at night and not care if I get paid for that I I don't know if I ever expect stand up to pay me and maybe that's my problem no not necessarily but, I mean you know Think about, you know, you and I know that there's tons of ways to make money in stand-up if your only goal is to make money. Yeah. So you're, I think you're viewing it more like, I want to develop stand-up to go to a bigger place. So for the meantime, I don't really care about the short money. Right. So what, there's nothing wrong with that. And really my real answer, because I was thinking, I was like, because so, we were both like, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. There is no answer. So it's yeah. really like you as an individual got to just start figuring out how you want to do it. Right. And so do it your way. I, and do it your way, 100%. Because I don't, you know, 10 people give you 10 pieces of advice. And it's, and, and it even people that have broke through, like you've produced all these amazing shows and you've had all these big hitters come through. Thank you, yeah. And they're all doing it at different levels. Right. Like really doing it. Right. Television, big tours. If you ask them all, like, how did you break through? They're not going to be like, here's, here's what you got to do. They're right. just going to say... I kept pounding and then I got linked to this and then this happened and then this. Yeah. I mean, there's no like, oh, I learned from him what to do. There's the path is not linear. It's not linear. You know what? Except for Brian Callen, who happens to be headlining the basement this weekend at uh, West Side Comedy. And you're also on that show. Yes. I feel like he's the only and he's got a TV show now. Uh, I feel like he's the only guy where I've 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 had I don't. I've heard him say to people, this is how you do it. Really? I, I swear I've heard him say that before. So he might have like an answer. I'm going to ask him then. He, he's like a dad in a way where I wouldn't tell him that because he's, you know, he doesn't see himself as that person. Right, and I don't right. think he's trying to be that person. Right. But like he's he is a dad. But I think he sees I, I see him as like kind of a big brother of like comedy but then at the same time you were if you ask him those questions but you look at his career he's only just gotten back into stand-up in like the last couple years his whole all of his success had nothing to do with stand-up it was all the acting yeah it's all the acting yeah. and he's been an actor for fuck like at and least 20 years right i didn't even remember 
that he was that guy from Sex in the City. He, I, I uh, was looking at his credits once when he d- well, did one of my first basement shows, and because I, you know, I'm a girl as yeah. now. Yes, now, I know I, yeah. you know, I just it just happened yeah. for me, so <laughs> yes. we're all very excited. Um, <laughs> and I used to watch Sex in the City in college, and uh, I'm like, and I saw that that was his credit, and I'm like, holy shit, that's why I know who he is because he. He's the dude who's like been in so many things. So many things. You have to go back and go, oh yeah. Yeah, and he's been so great. And okay, do you hear Callie? She's going nuts. This is a this. Wait, she doesn't cool. respect your process. Uh, all right, she's getting in some real trouble this right now. I'm real... gonna pause this okay. because oh this is gonna be an all day fucking podcast. Hold on. Okay. Okay, this is the last time that Callie's gonna get. I'm, so, last... I, I'm really good at disciplining her, aren't I? You yelled at her. I did yell at her. I said, you "Said don't make me put you to bed." I said, "Do you want to go to bed?" Do you want to go to bed forever? That's <laughs> <laughs> a death threat. Yeah, you just gave your dog a death threat. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, but then I kissed her because you know then you, you kissed her and gave her a bone. You shouldn't say things like that. <laughs> you know. You apologize. I'm gonna be the greatest parent. Yeah. Do you want to die? And then I'll be like, "Oh my god, I didn't say yeah. that. That's not what I meant." You're gonna you be know? great when you're liquored up. <laughs> oh god. Well, hopefully by then I'm not drinking anymore, or you know, only when they're in sleep, or you know. Right. At least after 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll say. Yeah, not in front of them. No, I I mean, yeah. I think, I'll, I think I'll be an all right parent, but, you know, I have time you to get. think about that. Yeah. You know, I'm very young, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm practicing on Callie. Do you want to go to bed forever? You want to die. God. The dysfunction of my ch- my future children. I feel bad for them. But, like, no, yeah. So, so I think that... Uh, his advice when he says like this is what you do is his I think one of the things that Brian Callen said was I was always okay with being that guy from that thing sure like so his goal was just to be like a successful working actor and like to do comedy on the side and that's what he got you know I mean but he was it's it seems to me like and and I'm guilty of that. I I'm I'm not always the best at this. People who are very very clear about their goals and like what they want their end game to look like. And you don't need to know exactly, but they're very clear. When you talk to them, it's a very clear message. Even though they might, I feel like those are the people that end up doing exactly that. Like, yeah, the other, but it also changes for them, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, but I totally agree. But I think that sometimes we can be so. The problem with being like it's like you can't just be a stand-up anymore, is what people would say. You know, and. I don't agree with that, but I I think like I'm not just a stand-up comedian, but that's just because that's not all that I want right. out of my career. But like, there okay, there's a really um, successful comedian. And she was on she's on a she's a Netflix show now and stuff, and she's for, for stand-up. And she uh, somebody was saying, you know, her goal is to just be a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. and I think that that's weird because how are you just a stand-up comedian these days? It's not the '90s anymore. And I'm like, okay, I get that. <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. good point, you know. But what's wrong with that? But you can be. You can be. You can be. You you don't have to be all these other things no. just because it's now. I do agree that by producing. By by doing a thing, being more than just one thing is going to increase your chances of success in those areas. Yeah. But if that's not your goal, it, don't, I don't think it makes it harder for you. I you don't know? either. I think you have to go with things that you're actually good at. And that you like. And that you like doing. Yeah. 
And if it's one, it's one. If it's three, it's three. But don't go into things to like do the whole like I hope I get picked thing. No, you know, like oh, I, I'm a little bit of everything. I, I please pick me. I, I'm really I could do that too. It's like yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. Like what's what are you good at? What's yeah. working? Yep. And yeah, sure. If you want to pursue multiple things, great. If it's all stand up, it can absolutely be done. It can. And also, because that's where your energy is going, yeah. and that's what you're attracting to yourself. And um, I heard that you know that that reminds me of I heard of this saying once: if you if you fall for everything, then you stand for nothing. Yeah, which is true. And so I feel like when I was having this conversation, it it became a little bit more clear to me that like it actually helped me th- reevaluate like my own focus areas. And I'm like, am I focused on the things that are going to help my career? And am I focused on more than more things than stand up because I'm afraid that or not afraid but that's what I feel like I have to do to make it as a stand like I had to have that whole I got you you know what I mean because I think it's really important to like have these types of conversations with people with yourself because like you said 10 people will tell you 10 different things and sometimes if you're not firmly rooted in like where you're at and like what you're doing like you're kind of wasting time you You, know spinning around a lot of time yeah a lot of chasing yeah chasing is the worst feeling in the world it's the chasing is the worst feeling comparing yourselves to others comparisons yes yes oh i used to be so guilty yeah. that i had to let that and from time to time you know it's human nature i had to let that go too and sure. then also the things i'm not doing that give me anxiety that i'm like well i haven't been doing them really ever so why do i just get anxiety periodically that i i'm still not doing them exactly you know what i'm saying yes. like, like going on made... like going on enough auditions for example i'm not doing that right but if I just been worrying about it for however many years, does that mean I'm going to like obsessing and worrying is going to fix your problem? Right. <laughs> like, no, well, there's not. a reason why every day I don't get up and like go to every audition. Right. There's a, I mean, I go to auditions, but there's, they're a little bit, the way that I do it is a little bit like more calculated and it's uh, a little, and it's not just an, it's just not an area where I spend like a ton of my time. I hear you. I totally hear you. But, and even as somebody like you have had, like uh, you know a good amount of success in different areas and if you're not going on auditions all the time i feel like it's it's that's you've still had this these like these areas where you've hosted shows you've been on you've 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 gotten great voiceover work like but and so if you're not out there doing that it's kind of like a a grassroots effort but that's just me saying something that somebody else would totally fucking disagree with you know yeah that's so like for me, like that part never will never change ever, ever, ever. Like you, like we always still have to go pursue the the people, right? The gigs that that chasing I'm fine with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what we do. That's it's our job to. It's it's a, promote, it's a grind. It's called the, it's things. we're in the grind. You 100%. know, we're grinding it out. Yeah, hundred percent. The like the voiceover thing. I'll tell you the story real quick. But so to get into it was kind of a crazy thing for me. So voiceover work is really hard to get, by the way. It is. Yeah. It's very, it's very competitive. It's like all the acting stuff. Like, right. But they like, say voiceover in particular is very is hard. even harder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think to break into. Probably like a pretty closed loop up top. Yeah. Like people that are very established and, you know. Yeah. Commercial is a little more open because they, it's not as, they don't, the announcery thing is kind of dated nowadays. Right, but, right. But when I was living in New York, I wanted to get into it for all the wrong reasons. What were the wrong reasons? Because I literally thought. I had no understanding of what it truly was. And I was like, oh, you know, 
I could do like some impressions and like some. some It'll be easy. Some voices. And, like, yeah, I don't have to oh, go man, anywhere. This is crazy. I'll yeah. kill it. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm such a dummy. So, so I, I, I had a buddy. He's actually out here now. He's an actor, mm-hmm. and he had VO, good VO rep, like a really good shop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, I'll help you put a demo together. And I was like, okay, great. So we go in his Manhattan apartment, like under his like bunk bed, uh-huh. and record this thing. That's like um, it's awful. If I wish I could, I should go find it because it's so bad. <laughs> it's like a mix of like me reading commercials, a um, mixed in with impressions. Which is like a complete no-no in a commercial demo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's all over the place. It's horrible. So, but I get it. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, this is it. Yeah. Gold, gold, Jerry. Right. <laughs> yeah. I start sending it. I send it to all the big shops in uh-huh. New York. Like, take a listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I'll just and like, who don't get, all call me at once, okay? Who, <laughs> who gets back to me? Nobody. Oh my gosh. Nobody. Were you surprised? Yeah, because oh. I thought I'm like, dude, what? I'm like. I, I can feel do like, this. I, you know what, though? I don't want to hijack your story, but I want to make a quick comment that I feel like this, where you're going with this story and what you're saying is how all of us are universally, no matter what we're pursuing <laughs> in this field, when we first start off, we were like, I can't wait for people to hear how amazing I am. Yes. I, and... And you have no experience. You've done nothing. Done nothing. You haven't proved yourself whatsoever. And you're Zero. like, I like when is, you know, CAA going to start calling me? I better, I better it's, send them a tape. I it's, be, the, you know? it's the, that, that example is the stand up equivalent of like, I'm funny at parties. I could do that. Exactly. And that is what motivates you. I think a lot in the beginning, yeah. what, what, like what really lights the fire you're, is how amazing you think you are. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And, and you can't wait for people to just to realize. Fu- to realize. So you why can just, aren't they on board? So yet? you can just start getting the jobs. <laughs> so I just feel like I, you're not alone, Martin. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So continue. So, so like a year goes by. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm doing a gig in Connecticut with uh, now my friend Brian, who is like really into voiceover. And I'm like, dude, how, can you like we have this long drive back to New York together? So I'm like, I got to know, like, how did you like, how did you actually get an agent? Like I tried, I'm yeah. telling him the story. He's like, well, have you ever like done any training? Have you taken any classes? <laughs> <laughs> so, so simple. You sound like a fucking millennial. It's so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, not really. And like it hadn't ever occurred I'm like, I've done acting you. classes, but not voiceover specific. He's like, okay. Had it not occurred to you till that moment that that made sense? You should be taking mm, training? Uh, no. I think that's, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. So it gives me the place. I go take this class. Now you're spending money and now you're like, the guy's like, you have to produce a professional demo. And this is like, this is back New York. I still had a side job. So like I had some money, but money's not, not a lot of money going around, you know? Yeah. A thousand dollars they want for the demo. I'm like, oosh. But I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's really pony up. Let's, I do this thing, get this demo, send it all to the same people. Now. I hear back from like two or three, Ooh. which is like, wow. Even one of them got back to me. was like, Hey, very cool. But we're full. Like with your category, but at least he responded. So I was like, Holy shit. That's like, better than nothing. You know? And then I got a couple meetings and then got an agent and then got my foot into the thing and then started booking things over time. But I mean, that was like two and a half years just to even start getting involved and right. Like it, it everything takes so much longer than you think it takes. Yeah. And takes more work than you think it takes. Yeah. Um, and you're never guaranteed anything anyways. Yep. So no. you just have to like live in this like, uh, you know, onto the next project, onto the next thing. But I agree with you. You have to kind of be grounded in like, but what, what fits for me? What do I like doing? 
what I think I can I can be good at. Right. And I'm gonna just keep pursuing it all. Yeah. And but but and I think there's that balance between that what you just said and not being like focused on it all because of the other reason where you're just like spot like waffling or like trying to just be everything to everybody to try to build your career because that's the so there's like a a balance between it and and i think that it's always good to like check in with yourself and be like and say hey am i um as you play with the balls of life um (laughs) you like that didn't you um wow but to check let me write that in my notebook (laughs) my workbook play with the balls of life (laughs) you know what the best is is when i okay this is where I'm, I'm getting ADD right now. I just had a very poignant point in them, but I, uh, the balls what, of life. Was, where are you going? Balls of life was when it was when I start, it was when I post stuff on Instagram. Now my mom in, is on Instagram. My dad just got on my grandfather's on it because I accidentally invited him from Facebook. And I'll say stuff like, I can't wait to play with balls again. And all of them are like, what, <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, like, who, what are you doing Man. out there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mom calls. Are you, are you a prostitute? Yeah. I, she's are like, you you're acting like a floozy on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> don't okay. give it away yeah i know <laughs> nobody's gonna nobody's gonna buy the cow is what she <laughs> that always analogy? says that yes. nobody's buying the cow does she use that analogy yes she That's does fantastic. she does yeah. um and i'm like thanks mom thanks you yeah. know got um, it mom thanks. yeah uh, anyway but uh so going back to the other point um is that when you you have to always like i feel like you need to always like check in with yourself and be like are these things that i'm focused on like building that building my future and, and am I very clear yes. my whole thing is just being very clear I've, I've had a lot of feedback over like the last year since I started my business um like you are like about me like from different people and they've all kind of said the same thing which is like it's clear that you're high functioning s- s- tr- successful confident that whatever you focus on you're probably good at but you're what is it because it's too many things right and i and i but that was as it related to my business because then i was sort of like i'm doing all this stuff in entertainment and then i'm starting this business and so what i decided was and then i started to get really down on myself like i, I don't know what my uh, what i'm trying to do who here. am i who am i what, uh, what is what my am, what am i <laughs> yeah and it, i'm moving to iowa <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then my mom's like and you know and then my family's like we understand less about what you're doing and like my mom's like i just tell people you're a vice president because i'm confused yeah Yeah, she does does. she she really does and uh and i just and i realized that like okay and this is a, a recent discovery it fucking took me long enough that i started my business and it's a consulting business okay uh, technically congrats thank you very much um but i started my business because in my professional career as uh, leader, salesperson, manager, per- comedian, actor, talent, whatever, everything that I've done professionally, and that cat is falls under just getting paid for it. Right. Um, it's been dictated by someone else. And ha- no matter how much I've moved up the ranks and been able to dictate what I think, yeah. it's still never been my show. And it's not an ego thing for me. It's just that it's control. It's, it's control, but it's also goes back to something that you and I talked about, not on the fucking podcast, of course. we talk, See, this is why I don't talk to people before <laughs> podcasts. We have such great conversations. Before we talked, right before we started the podcast, we talked about how when things are run poorly, uh, 
it was because I just it was be- I said something about I just think everybody is an idiot. Yeah. But like when yeah. I first started my uh, sales job, I kept getting promoted. Remember, I was telling you yeah. that. And, and I'm not saying this to be like e- ego, like I'm ego or like to be like conceited, but I, I was just getting promoted above everybody else like very quickly in the corporate in my in my job. And I remember going home and just being like, I don't really get why that's happening. Right. And then and then I'd have people like shaking my hand and you're like, you know, you're doing such a great job. You're going to we want to give you this. We want to give you more responsibility. We want to pay you more money, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm. And I never said this to them because I, I started to be like, oh, my God, I'm a fraud because <laughs> they think I'm so good and I, I'm just like normal. But what I realized was and I realized this a long time ago, I just did what they told me from the day I walked in there and got that job from the moment I started. They just t- they told me what to do and I just did it. Yeah. And, and what I realized was people around me just weren't doing it or they weren't doing it consistently or they had their own attitude about how it should be done and it it got done a different way or they didn't ask enough questions because they were afraid so they just made stuff up and it wasn't uh, the results weren't as good i didn't do any of those things i just asked so the point is is that i just went with that recently that uh, that's what i'm really doing this for i'm just i feel like i've had enough experience in some of these outlets where i know how to produce a good show right i know i all i do with producing good shows i just take everything that's wrong with all the experiences that I've had and I just do the opposite of that. It's not fucking rocket science. Exactly. That's it. So I feel like that's my business. That's your business. My business is just doing stuff right. The right way. The right way. I like that. In every area where I'm skilled. I like that. I know that still sounds very elusive, but your mom won't get it. I eventually want it to be a production company, but production company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I don't have the money right now to invest in it like the the business hasn't made the money yet but right now we're doing like corporate sales and stuff uh, and i'm working on a cool like sales training parody but that's what my sales training is we're gonna then have to talk after this podcast because no i'm not saying i have to go i'm saying oh oh i started after this vegas show um i'm pursuing a lot of uh corporate gigs oh my god we'll definitely have to talk and also I'll, i'll share with you some of the cool stuff that we're doing um which for the listeners um is a cool love with comedian ken gar who was just on the podcast uh a couple episodes ago he has a background uh he used to work for nasdaq uh formerly finance he was Nerd. in sales i know <laughs> i know right he got he, he left nasdaq to be a comedian so how smart is he really yeah. you know <laughs> so every day walked like, off wall street he you looks know at his excel sheet like what why did i do that yes it's very it's very upside down <laughs> that's the fanciest uh, thing i could think of excel sheet yeah, ex- he, looks at, he looks at his excel shows sheets you how intellectual i am <laughs> ken wakes up every day and looks at his excel sheets excel. And it's like, where did I go I'm wrong? I'm sorry, Ken. I'm better than that. There is up. a nose diving red line that just goes down. No, but I'm but no in terms of uh, how financially uh, savvy that decision was. But at the end, of, but anyway, so we're developing a um, what's called the Star Program. We've been working on it for a couple months. Mm-hmm. We just had a real a, a strategy meeting on Friday, and it, and all I'll say is it's a it's amazing. I'm so fucking excited. So that's gonna be the first real program I roll out uh, cool. uh, for my company as uh, something we offer um, as part of like my corp the corporate gigs. It's a sales training parody. So uh, so again, it, it falls under that theme of if you think of everything that's wrong and stupid about do the opposite 
and that's what it is but it's not like we're telling you that we're acting it out nice yeah, yeah isn't funny. that cool so it's, like it's sort of a play that shapes behaviors with a lot of humor that's cool yeah and it goes through the sales process so i like it um so yeah so that's stay exciting. tuned for that yeah. um but that but that's what i feel like the business is it's just it's just doing stuff right and maybe i'm focused on corporate right now because there's a lot of money in it yeah but i think if, but eventually i'd like to have another leg of the stool um so then it would be two legs so that you still can't sit on it. I don't know. But like <laughs> where, you, where, we, where I can be in charge of producing content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a show. Like a, uh, but I want to move more into to digital and, and, uh, and media. And, and I want to go like, but, but sort of like I do with live shows where I just take everything that's wrong with it or why it doesn't work or why the talent's like... I get treated like shit or it, or like it's a great concept, but it doesn't reach the right people. All the things that are wrong and just make it right and just produce really fucking good content and get it seen and get it seen. And and also keep in mind that when I would, you know, but also be and also still be the talent sometimes, too. For sure. But I see myself going in that direction more and more. That's cool. Yeah. So like, that's exciting. I, I mean, right. And that, everything you're talking about or your background, all that. That's isn't that cool, though? Sometimes I like. It will take all of that yeah. separately to then come together and be like, oh, yes. I kind of have a whole, it's not so far apart. No, it right. It actually can all go in the same direction. Where it, it just wasn't connected. The, the, what I was doing wasn't connected to each other. It just seemed so segmented. But it can't, it could, it can't be from the start. No. Because you have to go do stand-up independently. You have to just see what all that's like. Yeah. To then later circle back and like join it with stuff. You know what I mean? Like totally. You can't, you can't totally. just have like left a job and been like, oh, like they're paying me to speak. I'm going to start this thing full. You have more experience right. coming around with producing shows, doing your own stand up, right. clubs, bars, all that craziness. Yeah. And then you can I come kinda, back to the other side. And like, well, and I kind of want to change the dynamic for comedians. Like I, I wish there was like a union for us. 100%. Where we like... And I was talking to somebody about this the other night where the where you can't just pay you can't just not pay anybody. Yeah. You know, like, I look, know. I can produce a good live show. I can try to pay comedians in that show as much as I can, which I really can't because because either it, it's just harder to pay people, especially when you, nobody's paying you. It's because nobody's paying you to produce the show, really. Right. So I'm doing I'm, I'm creating a, a great outlet for people to be a part of, which is cool. But I also want to do something bigger than that. And I think with, so I changed my tagline or I changed some of the verbiage for my social media of what the, the business is from corporate comedy and consulting to like keynote speaking and consulting with comedians. But I put it plural, not just with me, because I feel like as I go into this world, there's, this is a good way to like get us paid 100%. So, so that we can continue to pursue what we want to pursue and, and it's just in a different outlet you know yeah. i like that yeah yeah because some and i see some of these comedians like you know i'm friends with a lot and as you are the, it's very it can be it can really get into your head and i'm not saying it hasn't happened to me before where it's like i'm i'm get i'm so good at this like i'm getting somewhere with this like i'm making strides but if i just focus 100% on this for the next 5 years well how am i going to live well that's just the thing so when you see most of the guys that you know, guys, girls that pop out, like really pop out. Yeah. Not just like a little, and I say little, I don't even have it, but like TV spa where it's like they did something, but like, I mean like a draw. Yeah. I mean like the, like name a comedian, Sebastian. Yeah. So great example. I opened for him in, in a club in Jersey, uh -huh. Uncle Vinny's shout out to Dino. 
Um, <laughs> and he was, and he was so nice. He was like, the owner Dino would be like, oh, when the best guys come through, I'm gonna have you open for him because he wanted to help me. That's and awesome. This is before I moved out here. So at that point, Sebastian was doing clubs, but I mean, man, was this guy a draw? Yeah. At this club, he could do like two shows, two nights, completely sold out. You know, all kinds of money going through. Right. And I can only imagine the other parts. And he'd already done like at least two Showtime specials. I mean, yeah, starting to just build. Yeah. And this guy is crushing it. Yeah. But he's also at that point been doing comedy like 15 to 18 years. Oh, yeah. And really even had an earlier break with the Vince Vaughn tour. Mm-hmm. And that was like 10 years in or something, which is early to maybe get on TV for some. Like I'm 11 years in. I'm not on TV. Yeah. So he I mean, he paid so many dues. Work, work, work draw and then now is like theaters arenas mm-hmm. it's like he's lights out but right. like look at all the work and all the road work he's he's been doing for how many years yeah and the ability to like draw yeah for how many years i mean those are that like that one half of one percent yeah that really eclipse those levels where it's like that's not the you know if you look at the pool to mm-hmm. your point, like on the buildup, that's the pinnacle. That's like, wow. But yeah. there's so many other levels to it. There's people that are making a living. There's people that are headlining on the road. Right. It's just all, it's, it's all over the place. You know, I, the other thing, the thing that I can't, I, that makes me feel like scared about do, just like devoting yourself to stand up and stand up solely or just about how long it takes it are the Sebastians and the Kevin Hart's and all these people that are like, you have to do it for 20 years. 20 years minimum. No, I don't. No, I'm sorry, but you don't want to believe that, right? I don't want to believe it. I don't want to. Okay, how about this? I don't want it to be true. And I don't. But I, that's another thing where somebody will tell you that because that's their experience. 100%. Okay, Chris D'Elia is arguably as big a, a comedian as Sebastian, let's say. Yeah. He is. He is. He, he only, it only took him like seven years. Yeah. Oh, there's tons of the other examples. Oh, my God. Callie. Callie, give us a minute. Um, didn't Amy Schumer get uh, Last Comic Standing in like two and a half years? Yeah, and then she started bombing on the road after that. that Keep hap- talking. I can hear you. That happens That happens with um, with, Char- with Charlie Murphy, too. So the point is... Because he went on... He, uh, he became so popular with the Chappelle show that... I think Joe Rogan was talking about that on his podcast yeah. years ago that it happens. Like, guys are so talented and then... Like then they're like, oh good, now you're on a tour, and these, yeah. they had had experience like filling 20, 30, 45 minutes of time, so yeah. they're just out there, yeah, and like, oh, that's hard, that's yeah. impo- it's impossible. You don't just come up with no twenty minutes that you didn't have, right? And you know, and one thing I wanted to say about Sebastian too that I hate to say this, but this makes me feel better, is that I didn't know who he was, and I didn't, I wasn't in the clubs with him when he first you know started because i was in elementary school but i right. you know but, but <laughs> if you if you talk to a lot of people they'll say and it might be spiteful people like i don't really care but they'll the people that started with him that know have known his stand up from the beginning that he was awful he was yeah. just such a bad comedian and like so for people to see where his career is and where he is now knowing him when he first started and how terrible he was I, I, and they would like I, I mean it was like a whole thing like because he was it, he'd go to the comedy store and um, uh, 
the late Mitzi Mitzi would be like, ugh, like this guy. But but eventually, like he, like she hated him. But eventually, like he made it to where he is now. And so there's something about that that I always find very comforting. I like that. Me I too. That. Well, because it doesn't mean that you had to be born with it. No, and it also doesn't mean that whatever you are now is what you'll what you'll stay as. Right. Because that's why stand up is the best slash worst. It is. I love it, it is. but it is the best slash worst. You can't develop. Other than in a live performance. Yeah. And that's real. And then if it's going poorly and you're like, man, but I just want to keep working on new things and you've lost the crowd. You're kind of like toast. Like it's like, yeah, I got to go back to my better stuff because like otherwise these people are just going to hate me. Yeah. How else? You know, I don't do the volume of gigs here that I used to do on the East Coast. Yeah. So I have to do that stuff on the road and like, yeah. All right, here comes the new section. And I'm yeah. like, oh boy, I might lose them. Yeah. I might lose them bad. Yeah. But what else can you do? Or like you do, you like, you know, I did a show on Monday that's like a lot of comedians hate this show and it, and it's a tough room. Yeah. Um, it's every Monday and you, and it's one of those things where you, you know, you're walking in and you know, the comedians before you, some of them are just, uh, you're like, oh God, I'm just, tank you're they're just tanking and others are, are funny but one guy in the audience is half laughing at it you know oh, yeah. and you're like you know but you, it, you work on new stuff you get you blah, blah blah you get you get them engaged in the beginning and then I got up there and I worked on what I did what I needed to do and I worked on a bit that I've been working on forever because I'm still trying to work it out and it's good but it got it could it could be so great it, right. it, it gets better every time but uh, I and I really want to be doing it in my set, but I'm not really doing it yet. And and so this is the crowd though for that because then I got like four people with me for like almost this whole thing, and I'm nice. like, uh, are you gonna yeah. do it Sunday? Maybe because when I host, I do do it. I'll do a little. Yeah, I do. Like even though it's a paid show and stuff, I'm the host, so it's not like I have to. I'm not, you know. Yeah. I but yeah, I I probably will. I still haven't figured out the. I will though. I'll, Do I'll, it. Yeah, I will because that's what that show what's is the for. Name, what's the bit about? Part, this way, I can hold you to it. Party boob. Party boob. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Party boob. Got it. I think I came up with something right before you came over though. That is a good. It, it's a. It's how I. It's just I. I I'll, you'll see. Okay. It's it, it's great. Say no more. Party it's, boob. Yeah, party boob. Got it. Um. <laughs> so on party boob, uh, I feel like. We really covered a lot here. We I wanted. Did, I we wanted. We did pretty good. I wanted. To, we're at an hour and a half, and I. I did. I have a. Th- uh, you know, I have a thing because this is Hollywood. So yeah, yeah, I'm I sure got, you have a thing. I got like no. three. I got three things. Yeah, we actually <laughs> just need to talk about stuff after this podcast. But um, I'd love to have you back for like a part two because I think we did not cover uh, some shit that I really wanted to, but. Um, that's all right. I think we did. We did good, right? Yeah, we, we did, covered we a did, lot. Yeah, no, this was. We great. went into like because um, you. I were similar in that way. I like talking about the business yeah me too itself because i'm fascinated by it me too so we got in that mode and that's i then i can go on forever because i analyze things trust me i yeah i can go on with all that stuff I, but yeah we could talk about all kinds of other things we yeah. talk about vegas road stuff all kinds of other stuff. well and also terrell owens to yeah but we're not going to talk about him because it's over now um <laughs> it's over. <laughs> i mean somebody has to end the podcast right it's over. We, it's over, we yes. could just uh, no one time joe prano and i uh from dirty sports you know and he's yeah, also know a comedian he was in our 
uh, uh, league, we had we were talking so long just about everything. I never heard this guy talk so much because he doesn't really like people that much, right. nor does he really talk that much. We ran out of SD card. Nice. Um, it was it was great. We were also drinking wine too because I used to drink wine on the podcast. I actually still do sometimes, but I realized sometimes I would get drunk and then I'd re-listen to it and I'm like, oh, don't no. love it. <laughs> That's not really what I want to be doing, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. we because we'll just keep drinking as we talk, you know. So I decided to save the drinking for after the Smart. podcast. Anyway, um, as I can t- uh, go on here forever as well. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. This yeah. Fun. Yeah. Super so fun. Martin is going to be on my basement comedy show that we talked. We mentioned that earlier um, for anybody in the L.A. area. I run basement comedy now at West Side Theater Club at Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. So mm-hmm. this Sunday, July 15th. 15th at 9 p.m. Um, we have a killer lineup. I will be hosting Martin's on the show. Brian Callen is headlining, and tickets are only $10. So, hey, you can't beat that, you know. Um, so, everybody's always wanting to do something at 9 o'clock on a Sunday. So, that's what you should do. You got nothing else to do. Go there. Nothing else to do. Everybody always acts like, oh my God, it's Sunday night. I have to go to work on Monday morning. I'm like, you are awake. And you're still texting me when this show is over. Come and have a couple of drinks. You'll be out, there by, you'll be out. out there by 11. So, Re- relax. Grow yeah, up. Yeah, wear your pajamas to there. Grow I should, up. I should. That's a good idea. Pajama show. I should make it a pajama show. Except it's already called Basement Comedy, but so what? I'll start giving people ideas of how Basement they can. Basement Comedy's Slumber Party. Slumber Party. Yeah, Chris isn't here this week, my uh, co-producer, co-host, because uh, it's his son's first birthday. So I'm just going to change oh, wow. the whole show. Yeah, change. Yes. And then when he comes back, he's like, what is this show? You know, we went more into theme costumes. Everybody's like wearing their <laughs> boxers and eating pizza and stuff. And I'm like, well, people are here. So that's good. Um, anyways, come out uh, and see us both perform this Sunday. And otherwise, um, yeah, we're back now. The Playing With Balls podcast is back. Would love your feedback. As always, you can email playing w balls at gmail.com and also our social media which is at playing with balls on instagram twitter and facebook did i sound like a robot when that i was did really that good. no it was fluid I, well i have you know i have to get in the zone when i do that or else i'll start talking about I noticed whatever you closed your eyes did I? No, I was kidding. I thought they were open, but not blinking. No, my friend Dana called me a robot the other day because I had to do something like that. Well, it's, I, I had to say words on an Instagram story before the 10 seconds was up. And so I was just oh. like, ah, da, 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 da. and she's like, you're a fucking robot. You're like, thanks. Thanks so much, bitch. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Martin, for being thanks on. Thanks for having me. This and we'll fun. have to have you back for sure. Absolutely. Even though we don't know if you're going to be in the football league, but we'll talk about that later. TBD. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.